What's up, everyone? This is the Building and Empowering People's Podcast, and I'm your host, Victor Thomas and Derek Simmons Jr. And like we say, we just come here to talk about life, to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, and you know, to educate in the process. So, Derek, let's just jump right into the uh, to the podcast, man. Um, so, first topic was real versus fake. When you think of real versus fake, what comes to mind to you when you when you think of that uh, scenario concept? Um, well, first, I think about like actual people in my life determining the real versus the fake, and so um, that's one of the things when you brought that up to me because I know that a lot of us we got some real people in our life and we have fake people in our life, and there's. The only similar thing, I feel like there's a similarity, like the real versus fake, fake and real people like will be there for you when life is good, but you will know who the real or the fake is. That's how you can determine that is when you're up against some type of adversity in life, you're up against something to where it's just like, okay, now I can see the real people in my circle. And that's where it comes down to where it's like, there's, I feel like there's, we have more fake than real people in our life, I feel. But just because we have more fake, that doesn't mean they have a more stronger hold than the ones who is real, even if it's just one person. So I feel that um, that's one of the definite things that was brought up to my mind when it came to real versus fake. Also, sometimes as well, when it comes to real versus fake as well, sometimes like what we perceive in our minds is just like we come up with fake scenarios that can counter something real that is supposed to be happening. Um, so I feel as if a lot of us, we need to start, stop thinking about the what if and, and start thinking of actually what can, like, what will this become? Like, and start to put those real thoughts into your mind rather than coming up with negative scenarios that will lead you to, and that will actually bring that to reality if you keep on with that mentality. So uh, that's that's two of the main things when you sent me that about real versus fake. So, okay, that's good, man. So my my take on real versus fake is, you know, you have people that that are genuine and authentic, and then you have people that they put on this this mask to be a certain individual, so they pretend to be someone that they're not. When the real is the people that are actually being who they are and they're genuine. So the difference between that is one is genuine, one is disingenuous. And the and like you were saying, you know, the the similarities with is in when things are good, you know, both are there, but when things get bad, you start to see the separation between the two. And if if you're not careful, you you won't be able to recognize fake at times. Because fake could be so so good at being fake that it could almost try to be something real. Because it it's so it's so good at being what it is. It's almost like a a chameleon, you know, that can adapt and can change colors based off of the environment that it's in. It can just adapt naturally. So at times, being fake can be the same thing. You can adapt. You can adjust to whatever's happening. And in the process of that, you'll have people that are like, man, this is the coolest person I've ever met. 
this is the coolest individual this whole time this individual has 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 had this mask on and has basically had practice at being fake but with the real it's it's kind of like the same same thing as well when it comes to that but one is authentic like the real they practice on being themselves and the fake practice on being fake so they both practice but they practice opposite meanings like one is having to practice to be something that they're not and one is having to to craft and practice on what they naturally are so if you're listening to this podcast and you and you can't understand the difference between the real and the fake what happens is how you separate the fake is when times are hard you'll you'll tell who the fake is or if you give it a a certain amount of time because what happens is when when it's fake you know this part the fake they have slip ups and those slip ups happen to come out at times and if if you're careful you'll be able to see them and you'll figure out like hey that's not that's not real and that's what that's when you'll figure that out but if someone's real you never have to try to figure it out because they're going to be who they are every single time it's not going to be any signs it's not going to be anything because it's going to be it's going to be genuine it's going to be from the heart you're going to be able to tell so if you're having that struggle kind of listen to this today and kind of see what you can get from it to see if you need to try to see who's within your life that's real or fake. Yeah, for sure. I'll be thinking about the, when you were saying uh, sometimes how the fake can be so projected as real. I think about the Bible verse to where it's like wolves hiding in sheep clothing. That's exactly and, you know, in that context, yeah. In that context, it was talking about, you know, being spiritually aware and discerned because there's a lot of false prophets and stuff like that. But we can also take that, you know, having a spiritual discernment, but also at the same time having like that, that discernment of wondering who's real in my life and who's fake, who's, you know, who's trying to project that fakeness and turn it into something that's real into my mind. And the more that you start to have that discernment and to really like just trying to analyze like different people in your life, you will know like, okay, this person all along was fake. This person all along wasn't you know genuine or just trying to use me and stuff like that so i feel like we have to have some type of discernment in our in our hearts to where it's like okay we will definitely know like did god put this person in my life or was this person just you know just a person that it wasn't for good intentions and sometimes man it can be a gray area when it comes to that too though because you still got people trying to figure themselves out people don't quite know who they are so sometimes it's a gray area and that area right there is pretty hard because you don't want to, you know, pass judgment on individuals that are trying to figure themselves out. and They're just going based off what they think it should be. So that little gray area, I think is rare, but when it's there though, I think that that person that doesn't quite know who they are should kind of, kind of tell you like, Hey, I'm just figuring it out. Cause you can respect an individual that can tell you something like, I don't quite know I'm figuring it out. And then if they can do that, then they will be considered on the real side. But man, I, um, you know, I, I listen to a lot of different things and, um, just speaking of like the Bible in general, you know, I guess it was a certain situation. Uh, what was the guy named Isaiah? Something's like an NBA player. I think he plays for the magic or whatever. And so they were, they were talking about why he didn't, uh, kneel, uh, doing the national anthem. 
and he was just like, um, because he don't think the two go together, kneeling and Black Lives Matter, being patriot. And um, so, and he threw in something biblical. Uh, he was like, uh, you know, the only one I should kneel for is for God, you know, and he, he got to saying a couple other things, which was like, all right, you look at it from that standpoint, you can't argue. But then um, I was listening to Skip and Shannon, and Shannon was like, you know, that's what people get it wrong when they try to use, like, the Bible or religion to their advantage. You know, and it was just like, wow, I never even thought about it that way. And I just use him as an example, but it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been many of people over the years that have taken certain, like, Bible scriptures and things like that to use it to their advantage to kind of win over someone or to kind of get them uh, to get to get them to do something that they want them to do or to like get them to kind of go against religion or something like, look what this is, look what this is. Why would you do that when it says this? Or why would you do that when it says that? So um, that that's a sign of like fake as well when a person's trying to convince you to go against the thing that you believe in or the thing that you're trying to do to make a difference or whatever that may be. But uh, that's a sign of like fake fakeness as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But man, uh, let's just get into the next one, man. This was this was huge because I know there's plenty of people probably struggling with this. You know, not doing a not doing enough versus doing too much without having a a balance in between. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start this one off since it's fresh on my mind, but. Uh, yeah. Not doing enough, you know, versus doing too much. I've been on both sides of the playing field. Before doing different conferences that I've been doing, I was doing, I was not doing enough. I would procrastinate. I would say I'm going to do stuff sometimes that I wouldn't do, or I would say stuff that 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 I'm about, but I wasn't. I would let stuff last for like weeks at a time every week I would be like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and I would never get to it and my biggest my biggest thing that I felt that I couldn't let go was television I was watching tv on a regular basis binge watching like crazy and that would like be my escape from everything my escape from my problems my escape from my responsibility my escape from everything and I would be okay with it because I'm like oh I'm having fun I'm enjoying it but it would be weeks it would be months then that would be years. And just like, man, I'm in the same place. I'm doing a little bit better, but mentally and, you know, just all that, I'm, um, I'm in the same space and something has to change. So after doing those events, I started, you know, working on myself, started getting up at a consistent time, four o'clock in the morning, been doing it now three, four months. And I got to a point where I went from not doing enough to doing way too much. And then I found myself almost getting burnt out because it's like, whoa, I'm doing way too much. And me and the me and the guys had uh, a conversation this this past uh, week on the accountability call that we have. And you know, I kind of expressed some things to them on, you know, you guys are right, this, that, and the other. But I went from you know being both sides of the field, like I said, not doing enough to doing too much without having a balance. Now I'm at a point where trying to implement that balance. It's like, all right, you weren't doing enough then, but you're you're doing way too much now. How can you look at both scenarios? Cause you were both, you were in both of them 
and how can you scale it back a bit from doing too much, but don't push it too much towards the not doing enough. And now kind of in that, that area of trying to figure out the perfect balance and figuring out the perfect balance at time could take time because you're trying to do something that's not going to be exhausting, overwhelming, underwhelming, and you're trying to figure out, you know, what works for you. So when it comes to doing enough versus not doing enough or, you know, even finding that balance, where do you find yourself or what type of information would you like to give to the people based off of that, based off doing enough, not doing enough, or even having a balance or not figuring out that balance yet? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, it's kind of funny how you brought this topic up because Tuesday, like, I started a Bible study and just getting some people to come. And, uh, you know, the people, they were saying, like, uh, like uh, when, when it came to a relationship with God, they felt as if I'm not doing enough. And the more that they said that, um, they they started to count the things that they were doing as if it was meaningless because they felt as if they were not doing enough, if that makes sense. And I was telling them, like, before, like, I used to be like this. Before, like, I guess personally, like, I feel like I only did the bare minimum. Like, I would do what I need to do. And then after that, like, it was just done. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I took it more, like, I was... Like, I would say I was serious about it, but looking back now, like, my actions and my mindset, it wasn't serious. Now, like, I would say recently, I would feel as if I'm doing too much. Definitely doing too much. Too much to the point towards, like, I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed. And, like, that's when you told me to find a balance, too, because it's just, like, I'm doing so much and so much and it's like there's no balance for the rest of my days and no balance for me in general, no balance for me to grow. And the more like, I feel like you do too much, the more you will start to get, first of all, overwhelmed, then discouraged. It's like, dang, I'm doing all this. And it's like nothing. And so what I had to figure out first was, like I said, it says in the Bible, anything we do unto the Lord is not in vain. So everything that we do too much, too little, I, I, I had to really condition my mindset to know that even though I don't feel it, this has some type of meaning in it. And I feel like the more like I attached the meaning to it, it, it really helped me to find a balance because I couldn't find a balance only because of the simple fact it was like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to make a purpose, if, if that makes sense. I'm trying to make a purpose in these things by working, doing this and doing that instead of knowing that it already has a, a purpose to it. So I feel like the more that I found that balance, the more I found like, okay, this is meaningful. Then I found that balance to really like, okay, I can do this, but then on this, I can do that, do that. And it would start to really be, um, you know, really be balanced. So I actually, I really started to figure that out. Maybe a couple Honestly, I figured this out maybe a couple of weeks ago. I'm still working on it. It's not perfect, but I told myself, if there, knowing that there, has, there is a meaning in this, then I can find a balance. So that's what I would encourage the people and um, just truly find that balance because you don't want to be bummed out saying you're overwhelmed by doing too much, but then you don't want to do too little by saying, okay, this stuff is meaningless. So 
when I get that, and, and sometimes, man, it can be a matter of, and also, I don't want to forget to say this, but I also want people to know that sometimes the matter of doing too much can be, like, meaningless, because it's like, what are you doing too much of? Are you doing too much of the right things? Are you doing too much of the wrong things? And sometimes it's a matter of what we're doing. I read in a book, it's called, what was the book called? I actually have a book. It's been a while ago. Something about work life. I've still got it. Let me actually find it. I have it right here in my my actual library. But it was by Michael Hyatt. Uh, talking about, you know, balancing work and all that. Um, But it was pretty much, okay, free to focus. So free to focus uh, by Michael Hyatt. It was pretty much saying, you know, it's a difference between being, you know, productive and effective. You can be productive doing all types of different things, watching TV. I mean, I guess that could be considered productive you know, playing video games, doing this, that can all be productive. Um, so what happens is that is production because it's doing something. But what are you doing that's effective? Is your doing too much effective or is it all just production? It's like working in a restaurant industry. I used to hear a lot of times, you got time to lean, you got time to clean. It's just like productivity. Like we want you to be productive. We don't want you to be effective. We just want, since we're paying you on an hourly basis, we want you to be moving every every single second of the day that you're here so that we can feel that what we're paying you is, is worth it because you're being productive. But the thing is, if you were efficient, the productivity wouldn't even matter because the efficiency is what, what does it. So really evaluate yourself today to see if, if you are doing too much, is that doing too much of production or is it doing too much of being effective? Because the two are, are different and you can't overdo both. And if you're doing too little, is it doing too little of being effective or is it being doing too little of being just productive? Find out which one you're, you're overdoing or underdoing. And then after that, you can kind of figure out the balance. But if you're underdoing just just being productive, then you need to try to find a way to be efficient. Because when you switch from productive to efficient, you save time. And then you can find a balance after you found the time. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's where a lot of people also need to realize to not be afraid of change. And I feel like a lot of people are afraid of change because they're afraid for sacrifice. People are afraid to take sacrifice because they're so used to something. And the only reason they're used to something because they're so conditioned to go towards that certain thing when they felt as if it was convenient. So I feel like we have to really uncondition ourselves from the things that we're used to, from the things that we used to do, and to really find a way to, like you said, be productive, but being productive to the sense of, okay, this is being effective. You know, like I take it, like, um, I feel like every second of our life is kind of like how they do like how they package things and like ship it for delivery is like each second has like a purpose to it. And are you willing to, and when you put stuff in that second, when you make that second mean meaningful, now it's going to be delivered to some type of purpose for your life. But if you're just 
being productive, but you're not putting in like putting anything of value into your time. That's where nothing is going to really, like you said, it's not going to be meaningful. It's going to be meaningless because you're doing too much of the wrong thing and not being effective. So I understand that. Okay. Well, man, let's jump right into the, the next topic, you know, begging others to, to better themselves. So how do you, how do you feel about that? Um, far as having to, you know, what I mean by that is constantly reaching out to people or trying to really help the people that you see that need help or even trying to help the people that say they need help. And it seems like you have to keep on doing it over and over again to try to help them to be better. But it seems like either they don't want to or they keep making excuses, I'll do better, I'll, whatever it may be. So what is your, your thoughts on that? Um, I feel like I do have a lot of people in my life that say they either want to you know, get better or they um okay well, I'm saying it like this like for me personally when I, I try to spread the gospel to people and they'll say I want to do this I want to get right with them and I try to message them or stuff like that it's just like they don't really want it and then sometimes I found instances to where it's like I'm reaching out to people and you know that's where the communication needs to come in because like I said I'm not good at that either but I find some people not really communicating with me and saying they don't want to do this they want to don't want to get there but sometimes it's just like a 50 50 thing because sometimes when I see them again they'll say like oh well, life is great for me life is good life is great like I've been listening to the things that you've been saying um but then sometimes it's like when I see them, it's just like it's just the same with no like really just action behind it. So um, I've realized to the point to where it's like I say what I need to say to people. If they don't take it, I'm not necessarily going to like cut them off, but really distance myself from them. And whatever they take, they take it. If they take it and they apply it, then that's what's you can just tell, but sometimes it's just hard to let go sometimes. But then sometimes it's just like, even though they don't give me that communication back, it's like they do get better. So it's just really depending on like, um, you're consistent, like being consistent with people, but not consistent to the point to where it's like, I'm not going to continue to give you these nuggets if you're not going to follow them. But really just being consistent. That was what I had to learn, but also not being afraid to distance until like they actually kind of reach out to you, I guess. But yeah. Man, I, I get it, man. Um, I get it for years, man. I, I've been the guy that's been, you know, reaching out to folks on a consistent basis and all that. And what I figured out, sometimes you can attract the very individuals that you have become. So sometimes some of the attributes some of the things that you've done and some of the things that you do that you're not quite aware of, you can attract that. So like if you're inconsistent on stuff, you can attract people that are the exact same. If you're not careful, what happens is you'll go down this rabbit hole of attracting people that are exactly like you and you'll be frustrated because it goes back to last week's conversation. When we we're talking about having a, um, a higher um, standard for others than we have for ourselves. 
That's why I think it's very important to have that self-assessing, self-assessment or to have someone to coach you to help you to figure out what that is. Why do people act the way they act around you? If you're communicating, like if you're speaking the right language, if you know their language that they're talking, if you know how to, you know, do this and that. But sometimes I figure that out. So before I get into it, I want to make sure that I said that before I just go into just like, just bashing like these people don't do this, these people don't do that. What I, what I have found though is uh, still to this day, it's people that I reach out to on a regular basis and, you know, they say all this stuff that they want to do. They say how much change they want to do, how much they're going to do better and how this, and once I reach out to them again, it's like, it's always something about life. You know, I've been busy. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. But then what I get to is like, it's 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. It's, it's not that much business that you can do. You know, and for the most part, just say like a younger person would probably sometimes just have school or they may have school and work or they may have school, work and family activities and stuff that they got to do. Uh, so based off of that, it's like, all right, I can, I can kind of see where your life is. But still, it's still 24 hours. So you're able to, to manage that. Just say, for instance, let's start off with the, the individual that's younger that has school, work, and they got like family chores activities. It's like, all right, school's only a certain amount of time in a day that you can do. So if you're like, get on top of that, and you're able to just do that schoolwork, then you can get that out of the way. If you got work, work is a set time. You know work in advance on when you got to do it. And you're going to, only going to do the work while you're there, depending on if you got a work that you got to bring home. And then with the family stuff, it's like chores and that type of stuff, just taking care of it when you see that it needs to be done. If you never like allow it to get too overwhelming, then you can kind of manage that. And now you still have time to kind of do the things that you want to do or that you need to do. And for the individual that just like, they just got school and work, but they ain't got like no no house problem. Then that's that's pretty easy to manage. Like just say they got a job that requires a lot of hours or whatever. If they they're feeling overwhelmed and they feel that they don't have enough time to be able to manage the things that they want to manage outside of work and school. Because sometimes it can be like, I'm working too many hours, I don't have enough time for school. It's like, well, maybe you need to dial your hours back at work so that you can start focusing a little bit on school. But even if you don't do that, you still have time unless you're working like 12, 13 hours a day, then that's a huge difference. But if you're working a normal eight hours and you got school, like you should be able to manage like eight hours for, just say each day you do eight hours of, of work and eight out, and four hours of school, that's 12 hours. So you still got another 12 hours to sleep and do everything else. And then for the individual that only has school, so the individual that only has school that is they're able to to do school to designate time to that and they're able to to make that like a consistent thing because now they can choose and they can decide you know the time frame on that whether it's like during quarantine where it's only classes or even outside of quarantine when they're actually going to classes whether it's like i say digital or actually going in person you can manage that because you have the control of typically you pick your classes you pick the hours so you manage that based off of what your schedule is and based off of that you can pretty much design school to be certain hours and now you got 
the rest of the day to say like, what am I going to put time into? Am I, if I'm not working, am I going to look for a job? If I'm on my way to work, if I'm just going to wait till like after school is over and get a job or am I not going to get a job and focus on being an entrepreneur or being self-employed or building a business or uh, just coming up with ideas with different people. What happens is at times we lose track of like where the future is and what we want the future to be. So we don't work on it. And we figure that, you know, uh, that we got time. Like I don't have to work on it right now. I'm just going to do these things right here. And then, you know, later on I'll, I'll get to those other things. And then later on gets there and you're getting older and then you wonder like, man, like why, why am I not where I'm supposed to? I've done this. I've done that. And what you were saying earlier, like you, you get it stuck in your head now that you've been doing stuff. And like you haven't, you haven't been doing these things. And now you have an individual, you have individuals that come into your life and they see the struggles. They see, they hear the struggles because you complain about them or they see them and they try to help and they try to do this. And what, what you find is a lot of individuals, they don't really want the help. They just want to hear themselves talk and complain and say, oh, I feel good. But then your life is still the same way. And um, you having to like beg them because usually like people that you really care about, you having to almost like beg them to get better because you're like, I want them to be better. Like I'm in a better space. I want to be able to help them in the areas that I've gotten better in. But it's like at times you got to, you know, you, you got to back away. You got to step back and be like, hey, if that individual wants help, then I'll back away and wait till the individual reach, reaches out, whether it's a family member, a friend, a coworker, whoever it may be. Uh, but sometimes you got to take that step back. But it's hard to like step back sometimes because you're so deep into it and you're having to, to beg them because it's almost like you want their life to be better based off, you know, where you see your life being or where it is actually going. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, I feel like a lot of people, and like, like I said, including myself, like, I feel like a lot of people are driven too much into emotions. And I feel like the more they're driven by emotions, they can't really take that time to truly, like, self-evaluate themselves. Like, let's take a person that's, like, sad. A lot of people is going to be driven by emotions through sadness. But if you can get to, like, a self-evaluation standpoint, like, why am I sad? Why this? Why that? I feel like the more that you ask your, yourself questions and communicate better, that's our overall better. It's like how we can also help others as well, just to truly like uh, not, I guess, yes, get them to an emotional level, but also towards like you can self-evaluate too. And that's where that's with that self-evaluation, they can evaluate the course of their life. And that's how they can truly like kind of find some type of balance. Like I said, this is something like I had to do because it was like with all this different stuff, it was like, I was so driven by emotion, driven by emotion. And it's just like, I got this, I got that, I got that. And it was just like, I had time, but I feel like uh, with individuals as well, like after they're done with all this different stuff, it was like their stress level was like, like high. And two is where like, they're not one, they're, they're pointing it in the wrong thing. And that's how they overall waste their day towards like, okay, I'm tired. I'm this. How am I going to wait? How am I going to really cope my time? Cope with my time now. Am I willing to cope and just do something that's productive? Am I willing to do something productive and effective? And I feel like um, that's what a lot of individuals need to realize. Is just like 
balance, like truthfully, like that's that's really all it is because it's like without a balance, it's just like you'll never know how to truly like manage your time or know how to manage it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's another reason. I feel like a lot of people, they're not afraid to, they're not afraid to make a balance, but they don't even know how to use it. So it's like, okay, I came from this 12-hour shift, came from this four-hour work, like, came from this four-hour um, school, and it's like, they're tired now. But now it's just like, they're not, they're willing to find a balance, but then they don't know how. It's just like, they wonder, like, am I supposed to do this? Or am I supposed to do that? So I feel like also, like, people need to know it takes a balance, and now you have to know how to manage that balance because without managing a balance, you're going to be right back to square one. And then, like you said, you start going to grow older and older is going to be a cycle. And it was like, dang, why am I still here? So um, uh, definitely for those of individuals, we got, to, we got to really know how to manage that balance. And that's really like what I've been like, my eyes really been open to that, man. I'm starting to see that like day by day because it's important because like, like I said, I feel like also just getting people to understand like, okay, Sometimes, this is what I do. Like, I sometimes distant, like, from the people that don't want to be helped. I learn how to keep a distant. But then every now and then, I check up on them to see if they're this or that. And then looking at the state they're in, I try to I try to help them in that state rather than the state I, I necessarily want them to be that. It's kind of like you're helping them to get where you want them to be that, but then at the same time, you're you're helping them because it's just like, the more that you can really help people on their level and starting to see it the way you want them to, it's just like, okay, they're growing. You know what I'm saying? It may not be how I'm growing, but they're still growing into who they are and not necessarily who I am. And that's where it's like, you can really start to see help us there. Right. As well. And that's what I've started to realize too, man. So, yeah. So man, you were saying some things and I was wondering, what about the individuals that don't know? You were saying people should do this. They should do that for individuals that, that don't know how to find a balance, for individuals that don't know how to self-assess, for individuals that don't do that, what do you recommend for them then? Okay. I recommend for the people that don't know how to find a balance, for one, ask yourself, what am I, what is my goal for each and every single day? And not a goal to where it's like, okay, uh, my goal is to do something that's not effective. Like, what is your goal for, you know, like my dreams in life? How can I be productive today? Like, what are you wanting to fill your day up with? I feel like that's one way to truly self-evaluate yourself and ask like, okay, what am I willing to do? And then after you figure out what you want to do, then you ask yourself how, Am I willing to do it? Am I willing to spend this much time in the morning? Am I willing to spend this much time at night during the day while I'm on a break? How am I willing to do it? And then once you figure out your what and which, once you figure out your what and how, I feel like now it's it's in the process of turning that into like a routine every single day to where it's like, okay, I'm doing this at this point in time. And then more time, my, my schedule is starting to get a little bit more free. Now I can spend a little bit more time into it and more time into it to where it's like, okay, now it's just like a routine over and over and over again. Um, uh, that's what I recommend for those individuals um, that necessarily don't know how to like manage. 
because this, like I said, it may seem simple, but this is something I had to do. Like, I had to ask myself what, how, and then make that into a routine and make that daily. Because a lot of people have the what and the how, but they're not willing to do it daily. I feel like, because like with me, like it used to be like, okay, I did this today, I'm satisfied. Then tomorrow is like, that satisfaction from yesterday was brought into my my now, and it was like, okay, I'm satisfied, I don't have to do it. But then if you turn it more into like a, a daily routine, I feel like that's how really you can start to, at least start to find a way on how to truly make a balance, so. So do you think, indiv- so what you're saying is like individuals that don't know how, they they need to figure figure out how on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like individuals that don't know how, I feel like they have to really question themselves. Like, what am I willing to fill up my days with? Because I feel like a lot of us we go through days without some sort, like without some sense of like meaning to it. Like we go through these days for mere survival. Without we go through these days with just a survival mentality not a not a meaningful mentality where it's like okay i'm just going to get through this day just to survive but without asking the question like okay what can i fill this day up with so i feel like that's what that, i guess it's kind of confusing how i'm saying it but i feel like that's the main thing like even asking yourself and starting to like make notes on your phones or notes in your wall like post it while you're driving like post like different things that you want for your day. Like even if it's just small, like wherever you might see it. So it's just like, okay, I can somehow in some way stay on the right track. Like even if you got to post it at your desk at work or, you know, wherever you have to do, uh, post it, like a reminder, anything. So. What I say is, um, for me personally, what I say is for individuals that don't, that don't know how to find a balance or don't know how to self-assess or to do that, what I was looking for more so is I don't think as individuals we can figure out stuff that we don't know on our own. Like for me, yeah, that's yeah. like it's impossible to try to figure out something that you don't know just solely on your own. It's like you have to have individuals that that teach you stuff along the way. Like as a baby, like you have you had people that was around you that taught you like how to walk, how to do this, how to do that. You didn't you didn't just grow up and was just like, you know. I figured this out because I was trying. I did X, Y, and Z. Like you couldn't think. So you had to have people along the way that helped you and showed you that that method and how to do stuff and how to become better. So what what I think is before an individual can get to those steps and self-assessing, they gotta understand how to. And if they don't know how, they can't do the the steps that it takes to do it because they're they're right here. They're like, I'm not there. I don't know how. But once they get an individual, so what I was looking for more, more so was like individuals that don't know how. That's why you got like coaching, you got life coaches, you got personal development coaches, you got uh, different events, you got, you know, just different things to be able to do that involves others showing you a way to do it. And once those other other people give you methods and show you different ways to do it, now you're able to tweak those things that they told you or the things that you learned and make it work for you. But until you're able to get the advice or the know-how from others, then it's just useless and you just randomly going out doing things because you won't have an explanation or understanding of of how to do it. Because like I was saying, if you're lost, you're like, how do I do this? It's like, oh, I, I got to figure it out. It's almost like when you're at work, 
and you're like, you don't know how to do something, right? And your boss just tell you, go figure it out. You got it, man. Go figure it out on your own. You, you, you're a smart guy. You can figure it out. But he knows how to do it. And it's a certain way. And everybody is usually supposed to be trained at this. But he just goes to tell you. He or she tells you, go figure it out, man. You got it. You're smart. You, you, you can do it, man. Like, I'm pretty sure you can put your brain together and, and figure out the, the how to do it. You're like, but this company been operating forever. I'm pretty sure y'all can tell me the proper way and then I can get better at it with time. So I always think that as individuals, we have to be careful at thinking that we can figure out everything on our own. That that can be very dangerous and very time consuming because in the process of trying to figure out things on our own, we get lost or we get confused or we get trapped and we, we want to quit and we want to give up because we're lost. We're like, how do I do it? I've tried it on my own. Now what? So it's like, you know, and sometimes we're too prideful to, to seek help or to because for the most part, as people, what I realize is we think we can do everything. Like, oh, I can do everything on my own. I don't need no help. I don't need this. I don't need that. I'll figure it out. And then the process of you figuring out that you don't have it and you can't figure it out, that same pride won't allow you to go seek it because you've already said, I got it and I can figure it out on my own. So I want individuals to, to really know that when you don't know, that's when you need to seek out to find out how to do it. Because if you don't know how, then you can't put any steps, procedures, processes, notes, whatever. It's, it's all useless because you'll just be doing stuff without a meaning. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like uh, that's definitely true as well. Like, I feel like a lot of us, like, I, I feel like that's where a lot of people start to get into this mindset of, okay, I had to be by my by myself like in the past so much i've been through this so much by myself i did this by myself i can just go through life by myself and truth be told like nobody's really like we always say like nobody's really like self-developed like there's always had to be someone and even if you did find someone like somebody was praying for you probably somebody was said something to you you probably saw somebody do this or do that so we have to really like I guess really learn how to adhere to lessons that we can use for our life. And like, like the Bible says, the more that you lean to your own understanding, we're, we have such a limited view. I feel as people, we, we, we feel as if we got it all, but we really don't. Like we, we, we look at things in a one, like just a one sided view to where we don't really see like, okay, God, this is what you're actually showing me. Like you say, he shows it through, through people sometimes he shows it through uh his word he shows it through something that you may listen to but like you have to like and that's what i've been learning in the past few days is like you got to stop trying to lean to what you may know because just because you you know something that doesn't mean you see the full picture you know what I'm saying? A, a picture is made up of many different things, many different colors, details. And if you're not willing to see those, all you're going to see is the picture rather than what made up that picture. So let's get into the next topic, man. Adding too much value without appreciation. So, how do you feel about people that add like a ton of value to others? But it seems like, you know, not, not seem, saying that the person like add value to get appreciation. What do you feel about individuals that are adding tons of values to individuals and the individuals just like don't appreciate it almost like a slap in the face. It's just like, 
they almost like look at it as if that's what the other person was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like you said, um, when people do stuff for people, it's not necessarily, the appreciation doesn't come from like, okay, thank you. I feel like the appreciation that comes from their part is like, what did they do to apply it? So I feel like, and this is one of the things like I've been scared because it's just like I say a lot of things to a lot of people. And even though they tell me like, okay, this, this helped, this, this, this helped, this, this, I saw your message. I saw all this. It's just like, did you actually live by it or did you actually apply it? Or at least are you even trying? Like, even if it's just like, if they don't get it at that specific point, cause I feel like I saw as well, when it comes to helping people, I feel as, um, and sometimes I can still be like this. It's just like, if I tell you something right then and there, I want it to really just, I feel like we expect things to happen right then and there when we ask people, like, can, like, like when we help people. And so the more that we're driven by that is just like, we don't truly see like a progression, if that makes sense. We only see like, okay, they're still not there. They're still not there yet. Instead of seeing like, okay, even though you're not there, I see the progression, but I feel like also as well, like when it comes to helping people and appreciating, it's just like some people, they don't appreciate it. They feel as if they do appreciate it, but by their action, it's just like they don't appreciate it because it's like they're not trying to progress. They're not trying to grow. It's just like, like you said, it's just like they wanted to just truly be heard instead of like trying to seek like an answer. So I feel like um, it's like a two-way side of thing. It's just like, okay, for the person that's giving out the help, even though it may not happen right then and there when you want it or when you want it, it's just like you want to see the progress. But then at the same time for the individual that's receiving help, be willing to appreciate for one, that someone cared enough to actually try to help you. And to be willing to appreciate it, not by saying thank you, not by saying, okay, um, I appreciate that nice word, but actually trying to live by it, actually trying to progress, actually trying to grow. So that's what I have to say. Man, and what I have to say about it is for individuals that are giving, that are adding more value, that are adding, you know, too much value without appreciation, I feel that it comes to a point in time where they almost have to kind of voice it. It's like when you know that that appreciation is not there and that appreciation is not always a thank you. Like, obviously, when someone does something for you, you should say thank you. Like, I'm just going to say that. I'm blank period. Someone does something for you, it should always be a thank you attached to that. But what also that should be added is that you should go out and do that same thing that was done for you. That's a way of showing appreciation. And for the individual um Yeah, for them, another way is also to don't expect a person to keep doing what they're doing and thinking that they have to do it. Understand that the person is doing it from the kindness of their heart and they don't have to, but they choose to. So that's another level of of appreciation, knowing that a person doesn't have to do something, but they choose to do it anyways. So that's another level of like appreciation not just undervalued. It's like this person's giving you this information. They're adding value to you. They're doing this. And it's like, there's nothing. There's no thank you. 
There's no adding value to the next person. There's no showing any progress from what the person is giving you. So you're wasting the person time, energy, effort, and you just like basically a slap in the face. So I do say that if you're an individual that has not been appreciative of others adding value to you, I would say that start to change your mindset or start to, to think about it. Like, as a matter of fact, you may not know. So go to the individual and ask, like, am I, am I appreciative of, of, of the value that you add or the things that you do? If I, um, have I showed any signs of it? And maybe it's something that you never thought about. The reason why I bring this up is a lot of times this stuff can be happening and the person is adding value to you or the person is doing things for you can stop doing it all of a sudden without saying anything. And you'll be wondering like, man, certain such used to come around. They used to do this. They used to do that. But now they just stop. I don't hear from them. I don't do any of this. And they may not want to tell you the reason why, because they were so upset that you didn't appreciate any of the things that they were doing. So if you're at a point where you're not quite sure, just ask. And then I'm pretty sure that person would ask, will tell you like, hey, like, yeah, I, I see that you're applying these things and you're appreciative. I see that you're doing this. But if not, they'll tell you like, hey, I don't feel that that you are. So, but man, let's... um I know we kind of added a, a segment in there. The last one kind of turned into something. And um, I want to get to this last one real quick before we, you know, end the podcast. But this one was, um, you're either making time or making excuses. So from yourself personally, or from what you see or know, head knowledge, whatever, like, what do you feel about uh, that, that statement? You're either making, you're making time or making excuses. Um, I feel like, you know, I guess I'm going to try to say it quick because I know we got time, but whatever you're doing, you're either feeding, you're, you're starving something. You're either starving one of these things. If you're, if you're making excuses, excuses, you're starving time. And if you're making time, then you're starving excuses. And sometimes most of us use our time just to make excuses. So I feel like with with that, like excuses, I feel like it eats up time. It starts to eat up time. It starts to make you think, make you think about different things, starts to get you in a discouragement state, starts to get you in a state to where you're not good enough. You can't do this. You can't do that. And then overall that you get so you, you feed those excuses so much to where it's like, OK, maybe I shouldn't make time now. Because all I am is this, all I am is that. But I feel like the more that you start to truly try to make time instead of just trying to make excuses. And I'm not saying it to the point to where it's like you can't let out what you feel. Like, I feel like that's okay to let out what you feel, but how are you running out? Are you letting out how you feel in an excuse state to where it's like, okay, I just want somebody to, you know, feel bad for me. I don't want to do anything in life. Or are you letting out how you feel to the point to where it's like, okay, God, um, God, I'm going through this, but I know you can strengthen me. Or are you willing to let out what you feel to individuals to where it's like, um, I need help in this area. And so, like, I feel like at the end of the day, first is okay, let out what you feel, but how are you willing to let it out? And don't be afraid to let it out. Um, and two, be one to feed one and and starve the other one. So be willing to feed your time, being effective to that, and be willing just to starve those excuses 
and excuses won't even start to come into your mind because now your time is just so invested in something that is just so effective to where it's like, I don't even got time for excuses no more. So, so for me, man, when I, when I read it, you know, you're either making time or excuses. Um, I actually made this, um, you know, brought this topic because, you know, I came up with this statement a couple years ago and this quote that I created was, I said, people make time for what's important to them and everything else is an excuse. So I try to make it really simple. If you're making excuses about doing something and you committed to it, if you're saying that you can't do something that you committed to, you're making excuses because what happens is the things that are important to us, we make we make time for it and everything else is an excuse. So if we're late for something and we have to do this, we have to do that. If we, we made a commitment to do it. That means that we made that commitment. And if anything comes in between that commitment, it's an excuse. If it, it's extreme circumstances that happen, like somebody got sick, you're sick, someone, you had to go to the hospital, you had to do something that was, that was important, that was critical. What happens is if it's not important uh, enough to kind of change the thing that you committed to, then it's just an excuse. So it's like, when I say people make time for what's important to them, if it's important to you, it's nothing that's going to get in the way from you doing that. But if it's not, you'll make excuses on a regular basis and like, oh man, I can't do this because I had to be there. I had to do this. So I got to do this. And you'll keep on making the excuses. So for, for the individuals that, and what happens is excuses can be, can become a part of your life and become a part of your reality. Like excuses almost like this is this uh, world that this whole other world and now you combine this whole other world with the real world and now your excuses seem valid because you've combined the two worlds and you're you're making excuses and to you the excuses are valid but they're very much invalid because you've allowed this other reality to become your real reality and now you don't understand the difference between making a time for what's important and excuses at times you know one simple thing I just recommend for people to do, like, instead of making an excuse about it, just tell the person you don't want to do it. Just tell the person, like, hey, some things changed up, and this is more important to me than the thing I committed to, or I just don't feel like doing it. I know I said it, but let me let you know that I did this. And I think people will be more receptive to someone telling them the truth and telling them that they don't want to be a part of it, they don't want to do this, they don't want to do that, than to make the excuse, because what happens is, you kind of carry people along your way by making these excuses and a person like holding on to it. And you, you have them kind of captured because they're thinking that you're going to do what you, what you said you was going to do. And, and your whole time, instead of you actually telling them what it actually is, you'll just make an excuse about it. And it is not fair for the other person. So if, if you don't know that you're always making excuses and, but you see all these problems and stuff arise, then chances are your person to make excuses. And you can kind of figure out, like, when I was talking about looking for help on self-assessing, like, when it comes to making excuses, you can do that on your own because you know what you committed to and you didn't do. Or you know if you're always changing the plans or changing the time and changing this, like, you know it for yourself. Like, that's something that can no one teach you. Like, you know what you do and what you don't do when it comes to if you uh, if you do stuff or if you don't. So that that's my take on making time or making excuses. But yeah, that, but yeah, man, was there anything else that you want to add to it before we end it? Um, no, nah, I, I think I'm good, man. Well, that's about the time that we have for the day. So we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.